This is French Tech Podcast, where you'll find interviews of tech ecosystem actors sharing their stories with La French Tech London. We hope you enjoy it. Hi, Caesar. We are, we're very happy to welcome you today. Hi, Mathilde. So you are you're the co-founder of Twio. Exactly, yeah, with Barney. And um, so you're boosting e-commerce sales with intelligent donation solutions. Um, you'll tell us a lot more about it later, but can you tell us who you are and, and actually how did you become an entrepreneur? Absolutely. So basically, I mean, there's been quite a lot of few stops leading to uh, um, Barney and myself uh, starting uh, Toyo, which been it's been almost uh, almost two years now. It's been an interesting journey. So uh, traditionally, I started uh, working in London in a hedge fund, so very much sort of uh, the finance industry. And then I sort of moved towards uh, uh, fintech. I was actually uh-huh. the first employee for Divido, so okay. b- big consumer credit um, fintech in the UK. So it's you know doing anything with them in terms of whatever is relating to growth, to marketing, to operations. So that was a very interesting time. I think that was sort of the first time where I got to experience uh, working for a startup of this kind and, and you know, helping out a new business, um, which, you know, led me to open uh, the, the first business for, for actually a French entrance in, in France. Uh, we started together an employee assistance program, which okay. I didn't know anything about at the time, but it's a thing. Cool. Um, and that was sort of my first um, launching a business uh, experience. I was, I was actually quite young. So when I look back at it and think What's about, young? How old were you? Uh, I think it was about 22, 23 at the time. That's okay. Um, so it was, uh, but in terms of mistakes made, <laughs> young in terms of the number of mistakes <laughs> made. Um, but, you know, it, it, it got me, a lo- you know, it got me to learn a lot about the process yeah. and things to do, things not to do and things to expect. Uh, and also resilience in the process. Hmm. And and after that, I sort of joined more the, the VC ecosystem, my okay. latest role with, you know, heading up strategy for a, a London VC fund, okay. uh, f- focusing on sort of early stage Which investment. Was? Can Which, we name them? Of course, Jensen Funding Partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you know, coming from that, I, I met Barney and we, we started sort of talking together about this original idea he had, which was very much to um, rethink the way that people give money to okay. charities and rethink the way that people interact with charities and and, and think about the nation in general. And my background being more sort of from the fintech mm-hmm. and sort of um, entrepreneurial spirit, we, we put into a, a commercial twist into it and, and thought about it. I don't want to drop the word disruption because it's a bit, uh, it's, it's a bit common now. But, but you know, we it's thought okay. about, okay. It's okay. What can we plug in into this uh, yeah. donation solutions that are existing to make an interesting product, create an interesting brand that would basically push people to get interested uh, in the topic? So people from our generation, from later generations. Yeah. So that's the that's the w- core of the idea. Was there a personal connection? Why donations? Why like starting even to to brainstorm or to think about this? Was this um, a personal story from from Bonnie so, or from yourself? Yeah. So, so I mean, Barney's background. So, my co-founder is very much into the sort of um, Barney Dillerstone. Barnaby Dillerstone. Barnaby, name. oh exactly. dear. Exactly. Uh, we'll call him Barney for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> um, but basically, the uh, so he he's the one who's who's been working with nonprofits for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's his education background as well. Okay. Uh, in terms of academic studies, uh, conservation policies, he's worked in the Seychelles for a leading nonprofit organization over there. Okay. And and he was very much aware of the issues that nonprofits were having. Uh, in terms of getting appropriate cash flow, being able to develop their project, and just being able to create relationship with, with people like you, like me, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to having to go through those major org- nonprofit organizations, having to do a lot of grants. Yeah. Um, and I think you know it just sort of hit home with the fact that you know our generation is a lot more interested in the story behind mm. the things that are happening, as opposed to just 
seeing the results and, and they want to see the process. They want to yeah. see that they're helping people that are actually doing the work. So I think that's how, you know, that's that was the original idea behind the project. Okay, very cool. And so can you tell us about the Twio, Twio product, literally? How does it materialize? Of course. Um, well, it took time to materialize. There was a lot of thinking process. And I think we, one of the thing is, uh, I guess you've got different type of founders, but with Barney, we've been the sort of founders to, to take the time to really sort of hash out what we wanted to do, uh-huh. uh, as opposed to just go, you know, all guns blazing and, and try to do something and then we'll figure out it's not working. Yeah. Um, so actually, Twio is, is focusing on a plugin for e-commerce okay. uh, store. And the reason for that is because, it's, you know, that's where you've got the most common sort of point of interaction with users. Mm-hmm. So what, we're, what we have built is very much a platform which is three-sided. The, the main side is the e-com. Uh, we integrate uh, mainly to start with through Shopify um, backed source, but, you mm-hmm. know, on any store at checkout. Um, we okay. will basically have a very non-intrusive solution which will integrate at the point of checkout. Your user will be able to see that the merchant uh, is donating a percentage of the basket value uh, and after that happens the second size of the platform which is very much the user yeah. you as a user of an e-com website uh, you'll be able to automatically get an update uh, log on to our dashboard and then benefit from what we call our matchmaking system okay. and actually there was an article which said that we were the the charitable tinder so i kind of like the term there you go exactly so so it's not a, it's not going to bring you any dates but it's going to bring you good uh, awesome. so that's that's the key thing but uh, basically what we do is we've created this matchmaking system mm-hmm. which is you know it's, it's driven by AI by machine learning by data so okay. we've got a data scientist in the team uh, we've actually won a grant from Innovate UK to focus on that sort of matchmaking system and building that that sort of algorithm behind it yeah we'll go back to that later exactly. that's super interesting it's actually a great great news but literally you're saying tinder fine how do you make sure that I get a personalized maybe a, a suggestion for charity in that case literally I know that this is something you've you've worked very hard on on offering to personalize those options uh, just so we avoid customers to have the paradox of choice. Absolutely. I mean, the, one of the key thing was getting to this paradox of choice gap and, and allowing people to basically identify the causes they cared about yeah. as opposed to having a million charities available around a million different topics which mm. you don't really know anything about, which you don't have time to read about it. So what we're building is we basically when you get onto our platform, there's going to be five main topics. And within okay. those topics, you're going to be able to make selections. And those selections are going to generate an offer that we think suits your best in terms of what you care about. So, so you know, when people go onto any sort of website and they're offered a donation, they're usually offered a donation I don't want to say by force, but to a, yeah. to a charity which they haven't chosen, right? Now, you've got very different interests than I do. Mm. Um, so you might like a specific area in the world. I might like another one or I might be interested by another one. Therefore, maybe I'm more inclined to care about what's happening in Latin America or Southeast Asia, whereas maybe you care a little bit more what happens on the African continent. Mm-hmm. So those are things that basically we try to incorporate in this matchmaking system to make sure that the charities that we're going to offer you match exactly the topic that you care about. And the reason for that is that 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 will have so much more meaning for you to give and you will get so much more interested to be able to give to them. And again, you will be so much more interested to learn about the updates. How are the causes being, you know, how is the project being developed by the charity? How are things moving on? And you'll you want to get involved a lot more. So this is what we, you know, 90% of all customers wants a personalized experience. And that, you know, when you talk to any sort of businesses, that's the, the thing they're fighting for is how do we make the experience personable? Um, but for some reason, 
in the sort of like charity sector, let's put it that way, which is, by the way, you know, sort of a 450 billion yeah. across Europe and US uh, and donation every year. So that's a lot of money. But there's no input. There's no real input of technology. There's no real input of sort of cause marketing into that because it's a nonprofit sector. So people do feel it's a little bit wary to go there. Yeah. We're fully assuming the fact that, you know, we are a for profit business, mm -hmm. um, which is creating a solution to empower those uh, charities to raise more money, to create better relationship and the main topic for us is to tell merchants by yeah, because allowing you're solving donation. also a big problem for merchants. Well, that's the main thing that we're solving yeah. as well. Is you know we're solving a we're solving an issue for the charities in terms of cash flow and in terms mm -hmm. of you know being able to link up with users. And um, for users, we're solving this paradox of choice problem. But for uh -huh. merchants, you know, the, which is the people that are buying this service yeah. for us. What do you sell them? What's so your USP, tell us exactly. So so what we what we sell them is the fact that. You know, allowing donation at checkout and allowing personalized donation at checkout will help them create a stronger brand, a stronger customer loyalty, increase the basket value over time. Okay. Um, and so it's basically about creating this new type of relationship. And if you think about the different things that you have at checkout, all of them are driven at reducing churn, increasing basket value, whether it's free return, whether it's consumer mm -hmm. credit, split payment. Donation is one of those added tools. So not only are you going to do good on a company level because you're going to finance incredible projects, yeah. but you're creating that incredible relationship with your customers and as well, you're getting your metrics up. So it's sort of like, why would you not sign up? You've just mentioned cancel orders. What happens then to uh, your clients actually refund the donation? So basically, the way it happens is we offer the merchants the opportunity to keep the amount that's been donated. Again, we, the way it works is we, you know, most cancellations happens within sort of like seven to 14 days, right? Yeah. Uh, and we bill the merchants at the end of the month in terms of the donation plus mm -hmm. our fee. Uh, so the way it works is we basically wait until the end of the month and we reallocate that donation that's been canceled to another client, which has actually made a purchase. So, yeah. so for the merchant, they're not going to pay a donation for a sale that hasn't happened because it's not that they're not generous. It's just that the whole point is to make a donation based on a basket value yeah. that they've sold, right? Not on yeah. the basket value that's been cancelled or that hasn't happened, right? Okay, so they're on the safe side here. Exactly. Um, you've you've said the big word, revenue. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about the percentage you're taking? Is it something that we can uh, that we can say? Yeah, I think. Uh, well. Maybe let's not speak a bit too fast, but um, no, we can talk about the percentage that we 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 talk to regarding the merchants. So the merchants usually will will donate between one to ten percent yeah. of the basket value. That is very much dependent on their margin and mm -hmm. the type of items that they sell. Yeah. Right? Um, we're actually part of a, a movement which is called One uh, Percent for the Planet. Yes. So we've actually got a lot of merchants from One Percent for the Planet, okay. which have agreed to donate one percent of their revenue, not profit, their revenue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so so that you know, again. We see merchants usually going for about sort of three to five percent of the basket value. Um, but again, it very much depends on the margin. Super interesting. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And in terms of charities, how do you select them? Because you've got literally three types of people you're talking to. So you've got your customers, you've got the e-commerce platforms, and then you've got the charities. Yeah. So, I mean, what we've built uh, since the beginning was the whole point was grassroots charities, right? So we wanted to find charities that people would be able to connect with. But also the value add that we bring is we vet charities. So we've yes. got an onboarding panel. We've got an advisory panel made up of nonprofit uh, personalities, which okay. are recognized individuals within that particular sector uh, and are able to basically form an opinion about specific charities that we want to onboard. So we've got an extremely strong due diligence process to make sure that they're registered with their sort of local 
a charity commission that they've you know they've got audited or even unaudited accounts that they've got banking relationships that they've got a, a projects that's been going on okay that, which basically you know we need to be aware of how do they get uh, other form of income we need them yeah. to have different sources of income as well to be able to complete the project so we've got a very strict onboarding process uh, which again we've automated so on, okay. on the charity side yeah. this is information they have uh, and it's very much it's very easy for them to be able to you know approach us being able to be on the platform Awesome. Thank you so much. Can you tell us about uh, Twio and fundraising? So, yeah, the, the, I mean, the fundraising journey is, uh, is an mm-hmm. interesting one in, in itself, right? It's, it's, uh, it's a very emotional thing. Yeah. Uh, but we, we went through it. Um, I'm, I'm actually, so people tend to not like fundraising. I'm, I'm a big fan of well, it. Well, you look, you look in top shape, so I'm sure you've, uh, you've had good news <laughs> recently or you, you're liking it. Uh, no, we're loving it. Uh-huh. So, so the first fundraise we did started um, last year. We yep. closed it in... Uh, sort of September time. Okay. Um, the reason why it dragged for about, it didn't drag, but, you know, we were talking to a lot of funds and we decided for this round uh, not to go with, you know, a specific fund because we, we just felt, you know, we're, we're still a bit, we're still a young business. We still need to be, you know, be, be quite free in our movements. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a product at the time. So obviously, you know, it's different to your valuations in terms of if you've got a product or if you haven't got a product. Yeah. Um, but obviously, for, you know, we, we managed to raise successfully. We managed to raise and, and have an ob- oversubscribed round, which is always something very Congrats. exciting. And uh, we got investors from, the UK from Switzerland and so you know obviously for us it's interesting to get an appeal that's slightly international because Mm -hmm. our business is by nature very international 50% of all the prospects that we speak with are located in the US Okay. Uh, not surprisingly because they're very sensitive to the the nation topic Uh Um, but we wanted to have this sort of like investor base that would be international as well okay okay Innovate UK Innovate UK yeah Um, what happened there well, we, I'm not going to say we got lucky uh, no. because... It's never about luck. No, it's never about luck. And Barney has put countless of hours. Uh, he was the, the main one sort of drafting the application. It's a very thorough process. Yeah. It's a very complicated process. I mean, most people use um, sort of grant agencies which help you uh, write those grant applications. We didn't because they're quite expensive. Okay. Um, so we had to do it ourselves. And we, we basically, we're, you know, we got the backing from Innovate UK on the matchmaking system that we are building okay. based on data. So there's a lot of data science. We've got a partnership with uh, Australian University as well working with that. Okay. And we're basically, you know, they're financing the development of this particular area of the business, which is how to create that charitable Tinder uh, technology to be able to match people to the appropriate causes that they care about. Okay. Based on preferences, based on, you know, a whole set of data, which, I mean, it's endless, the number of things that you can sort of put in there to make people basically match with the right charity. Yeah. So what's what's next for uh, for you and Bonnie then? Well, we closed the fundraise uh, in September and we actually go in again on fundraise um, probably March. Okay. And the reason for that is we've kind of reached a point where we we're getting early commercial traction. We've got a product, we've got a team, we've got a stronger understanding of our sales verticals and distribution channels. But now we just need more money to have a bigger team um, to be able to finance those distribution and marketing channel, uh, to pour some money in there and to really get the metrics up. um, And also to continue investing in the product because we've got a lot of, because it's a three-sided platform, there's a lot of things that we can do. um, And we've got a lot of possibilities of things that we can include basically in the service uh, and behind the brand Twio. Cool. Well, we look very, we're very much looking forward to uh, to discovering what's uh, how the product evolves. Um, I'll share the link to yep. Trio clearly on the description great. of this podcast. Um, thank you so much. Um, also, 
I mean, I wouldn't do my job properly if I would, wasn't mentioning that you're part of the French Tech London of course, mentoring program. Um, yeah. It was literally your first for us. Uh, we, yeah. We're very, very glad you, uh, you guys, uh, you guys joined us uh, last last year. So you, uh, you've been, uh, you've been matched with a, an incredible uh, mentor. Yes, uh, Juliette. Very lucky yes. for that. Um, and uh, well, now we're, we'll uh, we'll try and launch the uh, the second cohort for 2022. Well, we look and, forward uh, to seeing we'll, those guys. Yeah, we'll see. Thank you very much for having us, uh, Mathilde. Very Thank much you. appreciate. Thank, Thank you, you, Caesar. This is it. Thank you for listening to French Tech Podcast by La French Tech London. We hope you enjoyed it. Find more episodes on our website, frenchtechlondon.com, and on your regular podcast channels. See you soon.